Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of Nadja Farrell. A 30-year-old woman from Indiana who disappeared on March 15, 2019. The day Nadja vanished, she was supposed to be at her new job, but Nadja never showed up for work. Weeks later, Nadja's foot was found in a pond in a nearby town. Who killed Nadja Farrell and why? This is Nadja's story. I recently got a chance to meet with an organization called Uncovered. Uncovered, for those who don't know, is using community in order to help collect information that can be used to bring awareness to the over 200,000 cold cases that exist in America. But not just awareness, also the ability to collect information that could possibly help solve these cases. The idea is that we, you know, people like you and me, people who listen to true crime podcasts or are obsessed with true crime documentaries, we can help to actually solve these cases. They're creating a database where you and possibly law enforcement can find information about a cold case all in one place. And so during our meeting, they told me about one of the cases that they had featured, and that was the case of Nadja Farrell. I was not familiar with Nadja's case, but I was immediately interested in covering her story. As a mother, the stories that involve mothers strike me the most, especially when, you know, the woman disappears or, you know, when her murder is unsolved. And so Nadja Farrow grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana. She was the oldest of four siblings. And growing up, Nadja's childhood was happy. Described as both outgoing and independent, Nadja was a light in her family's life. 
as Nacha got older, that happiness she had in childhood carried in her adulthood. And everyone loved to be around Nacha. Now, if you're a listener of this show, then you know that I always like to talk about who these women were before their identities changed to victim. It's really important for me to humanize these women. And so initially when I started to research Nadja's story, I couldn't find a lot of background information about Nadja. But recently, her story was featured on the Discovery Plus show, Still a Mystery. And it was really helpful in finding out just a little bit more about who Nadja really was. So Nadja, you know, she had a really big heart. She had two children of her own, but she also fostered three children. Her family said that she always wanted a big family and she had a passion for helping children. And so being a foster mom gave her the chance to do what she always really wanted. In 2015, Naja moved to Avon, Indiana, which is a suburb of Indianapolis. Now, according to her family, she really wanted to give her children, you know, a better life out in the suburbs. She knew how difficult it could be for foster children, and so she really wanted them to feel safe and comfortable while they were with her. Now, raising five children is a lot for any mom, but Nadja had the help of her fiancé. The couple had been together for about 10 years when they moved to Avon, but they had just recently got engaged around, you know, the time that they moved. And so for the next few years, the couple adjust to, you know, their lives in the suburbs. But Nadja and her fiancé's relationship starts to change. And Nadja eventually decides to call off the engagement. According to Nadja's family, she started to become unhappy with the way the relationship was going. And she decided that she did not want to get married anymore. But... Instead of her fiancé moving out, the couple decided to keep living together despite the fact that they had ended their romantic relationship. And as odd as that sounds, you know, a lot of couples end up in that situation. I mean, Nadja wasn't working at the time the couple had moved to Avon, and so that may have contributed to their decision to stay living together. But in early 2019, Nadja made the decision that she wanted to go back to work. And so she applied and was hired at the local Panera. And according to Nadja's family, you know, she was really looking forward to going back to work. The job hours allowed Nadja to be off in time to pick up her kids from school. And so it was really perfect for her. On March 15th, 2019, it was Nadja's third day of work at Panera. And she was still in training, and her shift started at 5 a.m. So Nadja got up early that morning, and she got ready for work. And she told her ex that, you know, she needed him to get the kids ready for school because she had to leave early for her shift. Now, according to her ex, Nadja left the home that morning and went to work. No, Nadja's two biological children took the school bus home, but Nadja would normally pick up the three foster children after school. And so no one in Nadja's family knew that anything was wrong that day. I mean, everyone assumed that Nadja was at work like she was supposed to be. But when it was time to pick up her three foster children, 
Naja didn't show up to pick them up. The school that the children attended called their social worker to report that Naja had not been there to pick them up and that they were unable to get in touch with her. The social worker tried to call Naja also, but she was also unable to reach her. And so they decided to call Naja's mother, Paula, to let her know that Naja hadn't come to pick up the kids. And so when Paula gets the call from the social worker, she knows that something was immediately wrong. I mean, it's not like Nadja to not pick up her children on time. And the fact that no one was able to reach her, you know, that was not like Nadja at all. So when Nadja didn't pick up her children, her family assumed that something must have happened to her while she was at work. And so Paula called the Panera to see if Nadja was there and to see if anything had happened to her. But when Paula calls the restaurant, they tell her that Nadja never showed up for her shift that day. And that's when Nadja's family knew that something had happened to her. When they contacted Nadja's ex, he told them that, you know, Nadja left that morning and that he hadn't spoken to her since. And that he had also assumed that she was at work that day. So when the entire day went by and no one had seen or spoken to her since she left for work that morning, Nadja's cousin decided to call the police to file a missing persons report. The police immediately took the report, but Nadja worked in Indianapolis where her mother lived. And when police first received the report, they thought that Nadja had disappeared after going to work in Indianapolis. So once they learned that Nadja had never made it to work, they transferred the case to the Avon Police Department. However, Nadja disappeared on a Friday, and the call to the police was placed late Friday night. And so the Avon Police didn't get the report until Monday, which caused them to lose almost two days in the investigation. So on Monday, March 18th, 2019, Avon police started their investigation into where Nadja could be. They searched the area around Nadja's home and job looking for her car or her, but there was no sign of Nadja. The police also started speaking to the people that were closest to Nadja, but no one had any information about where she could be. Nadja did not normally just leave, so they had no idea where she could have possibly gone or why. Police also spoke to neighbors of Nadja's, you know, to see if they had seen or heard anything, but they came up empty. Nobody had saw or heard anything. Nadja was nowhere to be found, and no one had spoken to her. Investigators also spoke to Nadja's ex, who they say was cooperative. And so the lack of information caused police to suspect that foul play was involved really early on in this investigation. From all accounts, Nadja was a loving mother who would not just leave her children. She had also just started a new job, and so there was no way that she would miss her third day of work. 
And so police suspected that something bad might have happened to Nadja. Two weeks after Nadja vanished, police got a break in the case. But this is one of those breaks that created more questions than answers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On March 26, 2019, at around 1.30 a.m., a police officer found Nadja's Nissan Altima parked in the parking lot of a movie theater that was about two and a half miles from where Nadja was supposed to be for work. So the police held a press conference with Nadja's family two days later, on March 28th. And they wanted to update the public about the investigation, especially in light of finding Nadja's car in that parking lot. And during that press conference, the police wouldn't say if anything was found in the vehicle. They would only say that the car had been sealed and impounded for evidence. But during that press conference, the police revealed that several personal items of Nacha's were found around a construction site on a local highway. Police said that an Indianapolis police officer was providing security to a construction crew when one of the workers gave him the items that he had just found. The police, however, would not say what those items were. In the weeks after Nadja disappeared, police said that they had obtained over 30 search warrants, including one for Nadja's home, which was searched by the Indiana State Police. But there was no indication that they found anything suspicious in Nadja's house. They also had spoke to over 40 people, including family, friends, and of course those neighbors, but... None of the information they received led to Nadja's whereabouts. Eventually, the FBI joined in on the investigation so that they could provide more resources to the Avon PD. Finding Nadja's car in that parking lot provided the police with another area to search. And so having those extra resources from the FBI was really helpful. But there were very few developments in the weeks after Nadja's car and personal items were found. At least none that the police were sharing publicly. Now, the police had said during the press conference on March 18th that they had obtained surveillance footage from various locations. But they never revealed what, if anything, they found. Now, I couldn't find any information about the surveillance footage like at all. There weren't many articles that even referenced the existence of any surveillance footage. So the police obviously did not want that information released to the press or the public. But the episode of Still a Mystery, for the first time, reveals at least some of what the surveillance footage that the police had found. So the first video that they show on the episode was discovered by police on March 21st. 
Now, this was six days after Naja disappeared. And that video shows Naja's car leaving her apartment complex parking lot. Now, it's on the morning of March 15th. And in the video, you can see Naja's Nissan Altima driving towards the exit of the apartment complex. Now, one of the things that the tape reveals is that Naja had left at 3.15 a.m. Now, her job was only about 15 minutes from her home, and her shift didn't start until 5 a.m. And so neither the investigators or Naja's family can understand why she would have left almost two hours before she was scheduled to be at her job that was only 15 minutes away. I mean, you know, she was excited about her new job, but it's kind of strange for her to want to be there that early. So the footage of the car leaving does raise suspicions. I mean, we see the car, but we don't actually see Naja. The assumption is that she was driving the car and that, you know, the footage we see is her leaving for work. But that's just what the exit told, you know, the police. We can't actually see Naja in the vehicle. Now, her sister also reveals that Naja had left behind items that she would have normally taken to work, including a pair of shoes that Naja had usually worn, you know, at a last her last job and, you know, she was wearing for her new job as well. But she didn't take those shoes with her. And she also didn't take a coat that she normally wore. But police have said that, you know, repeatedly that they have, you know, spoken to her ex and that, you know, they've interviewed him several times and that his story is consistent with the timeline that they have about when Naja left her home. So the question is, if it was, in fact, Naja driving that car, where was she going? What was she, you know, planning? Was she planning to make a stop before she went to work? I mean, is that why she, you know, left extra early? Maybe she was planning on meeting someone or going somewhere. But when police found Naja's car in the parking lot of that movie theater, they were also able to obtain footage of Naja's car being dropped off in that parking lot. And it was dropped off at 5.05 a.m., which was five minutes after Naja should have been at work. Now, the footage is really bad, but it's super creepy because you watch the car, you know, drive into the parking lot. But at the point when you're watching the car drive into the parking lot, Naja is no longer driving the car. So after the car is dropped off, Another video surveillance footage captures the image of a man exiting the car. And then another man pulls up and picks that man up. The footage that they show on the episode of Still a Mystery is really grainy and you can't make out very much. But it still makes me question why the police wouldn't tell the public this information. I mean, what if someone had seen the car being driven or dropped off? I mean, why, you know, why wouldn't you tell the public what you found on those surveillance tapes? I mean, 
I assume that they spoke to any employees that worked nearby, you know, where the car was parked. But what about someone that may have been driving by that night or someone was in that parking lot that night? It's, you know, it's just strange to me that they would keep this information for so long. But the police said that the quality of the video, you know, made it impossible to, you know, get the license plate from the second vehicle. And so, you know, maybe that contributed to them not releasing it. But it it still doesn't really make any sense because the video footage reveals so much, especially about the fact that we see a man drop off her car and then another vehicle picks him up. And so once the surveillance footage, you know, is found by the police, it's obvious that at this point in the investigation that Nadja has more likely than not met with foul play. And whatever happened to her possibly involved multiple people. But the police kept the information about the surveillance footage tight-lipped and they continued to search for Nadja, but they couldn't find anything. On April 8th, 2019, almost a month after Nadja vanished, two men were out for a day of fishing at a pond in Crown Point, Indiana. And that's a town that's about 140 miles from Avon when they discovered a severed foot floating in the pond. When police arrived to process the scene and collect the evidence, they saw that the foot had a small tattoo on it that said Nadja. Nadja's family was notified of the findings, and DNA would later confirm that, in fact, the foot did belong to Nadja. The news of the discovery absolutely devastated Nadja's family. They had been holding out hope that she was still alive. Even though they knew that the possibilities were slim, they still wanted to believe that one day Nadja was going to come back home. The police searched the pond and surrounding areas to see if they could find any additional remains, but they found nothing. Without Nadja's body, some of her family held out hope that perhaps she was still alive. But the coroner confirmed that the foot had been removed after Nadja was already dead. And so the little bit of hope that some of her family was holding on to was gone. Nadja was dead. Someone had murdered her. And her family still had no answers. In the months following the discovery of Nadja's foot, the police didn't get any new leads or any information. And the rest of Nadja's body was never found. It's now been two years since Nadja Farrell was last seen. Her case has gone cold. And with no leads and no body, 
the police are at a dead stop unless someone comes forward and says something. There are so many unanswered questions. Was that actually Nadja driving the car that night when it was seen leaving her apartment complex? And who was the man that was seen dropping her car off that night? And who was the person that picked him up? I think it's safe to say that whoever dropped Nadja's car off that night had something to do with her murder. But the biggest question of all is why? Why would someone kill Nadja? She was a mother and a foster mom. She wanted to do good in this world. She wanted to help children. So who would hate her enough to not only kill her, but then just dump her body like trash? It's not clear whether Nadja's foot was severed by her killer or it became detached after her body was dumped. But whoever did this was cruel and they were evil. They took away a mother, a daughter, a sister, and a friend. I wish there was more of the story to tell. I wish that Nadja's family had the rest of Nadja so they could give her a proper burial. And I wish that they had some type of closure, the type of closure that they so desperately deserve and so desperately need. But there's nothing else. There's no more information. And that's why the work that Uncovered is doing is so important. You know, the grief of losing a loved one, whether they went missing or whether they were murdered, is only compounded when the family doesn't have any answers and when the case goes cold. Bringing attention to these cases is vital to getting new information because somebody out there knows something. Naja's family continues to fight for justice and they will not stop until Nadja's killer is brought to justice and Nadja's body is found. And so if anybody knows anything, if you live in the Indianapolis area and you saw something, even if you think it's irrelevant, I know it was two years ago, but if you saw something, it might help put the pieces of this puzzle together. You can contact the FBI, the Avon, Indiana Police Department, or the Indianapolis Police Department. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new story. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps our show grow. If you can't get enough Black Girl Gone and you want to support the show, make sure you sign up for our Patreon to get an exclusive mini-sode in between episodes. As always, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Gone Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.